is up, degenerates. We're back. Call off the uh, the search parties. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's been a busy couple of weeks, but uh, we're here to give you the first part in a two-part series of your draft preview. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Ben Steffen. Ben, how you doing? I'm here. I made it. Uh, some technical difficulties, some browser issues, but uh, we're here. We're ready to go, and... Uh, yeah, let's see if we know any of these rookies. So, how'd the move go? I know you were busy uh, moving into the new house with the girls. Everything work out with that? Oh uh, yeah, a little hectic. Um, picked a Monday, so the girls weren't uh, weren't here and in the way. And then I stole a work crew and a work truck and had some guys assembling furniture for me. So uh, yeah, it, it went pretty smoothly. We were up and running in the first day and. Uh, just sort of getting the little final touches going, and I think I've unpacked my last box on Wednesday. So, uh, yeah, all is good over here. Awesome. Always good when that uh, is painless. So, we brought in a heavy hitter today. Um, our brother from the Queen Mother, Moz, is here from direct from early morning England to break down the uh, quarterbacks and running backs with us this morning. Uh, Moz, how you doing? Uh, hey guys, uh, evening for you, evening Ben, evening Steve. Um, it's good to see, mate, that you finally relented, got the Panthers boys on together. So keep yeah. pounding, Ben, keep pounding. <laughs> keep pounding. Uh, uh, yeah, good this end. I saw um, Super Mario movie and John Wick this week. So very different movies, but equally fun. So it's been a good week. It's been fun. Nice. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, haven't seen either one of those, but they're on the list when they come to... Uh, TV and they're free. <laughs> <laughs> you cheapskate. <laughs> yeah, it's all about time. Um, and if, if I go spend three hours at a movie, that's three hours I can't spend doing something else. So uh-huh. we we could have watched yeah. those movies while we were waiting for Ben to sort his technical issues. Right. <laughs> <laughs> very true. Very true. Um, so yeah, so we got through that. Um, we've got. Uh, we're going to go through the quarterbacks and the running backs today. Um, I've got eight quarterbacks to talk about and then 12 running backs that we'll go through, uh, providing we, we have enough time to get through all 12. Um, the first order of business is we have the winning uh, team name for our Dynasty League's last place team, which was uh, taken over by Jendi this season. And uh, the winning the winning team name by a couple of votes was unsolicited Dick Capex. <laughs> so <laughs> perfect. He's already changed it. Um, he's in, he's embracing his Ditka, and uh, it should should be a fun season for that. So thank you to everybody who voted for the names. Um, there was some good ones again this year. So we it's one of the things we look forward to at the end of the season is uh, getting to name that team. Uh, kind of wondering what we're going to have to do with the name when he loses again this year, Ben. I mean, if he loses again, it's a brisk guy. I mean, keep going. I mean, he's not going to be able to just get away with it because he took over a crappy team that was made by a uh, subpar fantasy manager. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if you lose, you lose, right? That's the way she goes. As Ivan Drago says, if he dies, he dies. <laughs> yep, absolutely. So, all right. So, without further ado, um, let's get into the quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. 
Let's talk draft. So the first quarterback we're going to talk about is uh, probably, depending on which list you're looking at, the the number one quarterback in the draft, uh, Bryce Young. He's, I don't know, my opinion has the best uh, overall metrics, the the biggest upside overall as far as the quarterbacks coming out. Um, the only real problem is he's six feet tall. And I think they're a little generous when they, you know, put him at six feet. So as far as arm strength, he's got decent arm strength, um, good accuracy. He's got excellent pocket presence. Uh, he's very mobile. He's got uh, – he's good with his decision-making, doesn't throw a lot of picks. Uh, accuracy is pretty pretty decent for somebody coming out of college. Um there's he's going to basically have to be schemed into an offense because of his height. Uh, he he hasn't taken, you know, he didn't take a lot of snaps in college. Ben, you and I talked about this a little bit. Uh, what what was like six six snaps in in the entire time he was a starter in college under center? Yeah, not a lot. Nah, so, I think. Or was it like four percent or something? It was it was a really low number. I just don't remember if it was snaps or percentage. Percentage but. would have made it sound better. I think it was six total. Okay. Yeah, it, it was something absurdly low. So he takes all the snaps out of the shotgun, but at, at his height, um, when most of you linemen are in their mid you know mid sixes, you gotta you gotta move. So and you, and being that far back, that helps that. Um, Unfortunately, also, when you sit that far, you know, that deep in the pocket, your sacks that you take end up being a lot worse. But, um, I mean, the, the kid's got a lot to uh, to fall in love with. And, you know, he, he's great making plays, both with his arm and his legs. Um, he creates plays within the offense by just by what he brings to the table. So, uh, Moss, what do you think about uh, Bryce Young and some of the landing spots that might be a good fit for him? Um, I mean, he's out of the, let's say, top three. He's probably got the highest floor, I think. Um, his sophomore season is just sick. The stats are, are like, what, 4,800-odd yards, 47-odd TDs, wasn't it? it just just sickening um comparing him to i you know i guess who's coming next cj stroud um lesser weapons to use so you know you can kind of argue that better qb because he's making better use of lesser weapons i guess um like you say that that the height thing is an issue big o line batting the ball down not sure not convinced on that um the one the one that i wasn't aware of with uh, with young, but being a being a Panthers fan, obviously I've spent a lot more time on these these QBs looking at them. Was this um, uh, cognition test? So he he got like a ninety eight score, and when I was researching it, it was saying that like Allen and Burrow got like ninety, so he's got a really high score. Um, I think Brock Purdy got a, something like a ninety four last year, and it looks at like um, things like perception speed and. Um, distraction control there's there's seven others i think as well but people are we're kind of talking about that quite a lot that being quite a big thing 
you know, that, that decision making that he's making, um, you know, reading defences. So I, I, I like that. That's a positive. Yeah, no, he's really got a good football IQ. Mm. Um, and that, that's, he's coming from Alabama. He's coming from a, a pro ready offense. Yep. He should be able to pick up, you know, the offense he goes to one would think at, at a pretty good pace of the, of the three mm-hmm. or say, let's say four um, guys who are really at the top of this class. I think regardless of, I mean, I can't say regardless, but for the most part, regardless of team, he's going to be able to start week one if he had to, but earlier in the season, just because of his experience level and the, the intelligence he's bringing to the game. Uh, now, obviously, that's going to depend on if he goes to a, an offense that can scheme him uh, to, to move around be, and, and be open, something like what Pete Carroll did for Russell Wilson or what they did for Kyler Murray in Arizona. Uh, ben, your thoughts on Bryce Young? No, I like Bryce Young. Um, there's not a lot to dislike about him. Um, the positives are all there except for the height. Like everybody says, if he was – probably two, three inches taller, he would be the consensus number one across the board. There wouldn't be any discussion. There wouldn't be any back and forth. Um, I do find it interesting. He was recruited as the number one dual threat quarterback when in his recruiting class, but it had only 139 career um, carries and 162 yards in college. Like So didn't run at all, but apparently has that ability, which is interesting. I feel like in the NFL, guys who maybe didn't run, run more, like uh, Fields. Fields didn't run a ton in college, and that's all he's known for in the NFL. So if that skill set is there and that adds to it, that's definitely helpful. Um, I, la- I understand that people see Marvin Harrison Jr. and uh, JSN and Olave and Wilson and the guys that Stroud got to play with as better than the guys that Bryce Young got to play with. What I don't like is that the guys that Bryce Young played with were recruited as higher star recruits. They just didn't pan out. So I don't know. It's hard to say that he didn't get the talent around him, but the guy still produced. He played incredibly. Um, As a Panthers fan, I'm fine. If we take Bryce Young, I'm a little more inclined to take CJ Stroud. Um, Just our team's track record with large quarterbacks has been nice. Um, basically anybody, but uh, another man we'll talk about later. But yeah, no, I uh, I like Bryce Young a lot. And the cognitive test stuff is very interesting. He's very ready to play. Um, and I think he's going to learn and pick it up really quickly. And the team, if they, pick, if they pick him, I think they could make a run a little sooner than if they picked um, any of the other quarterbacks. Yeah, I think your new coach has the ability to take Bryce Young and create an offense around him. I know, you know, traditionally you guys do go with bigger quarterbacks, but I think with with the way your line situation is, and we all know that needs to be addressed, and I expect that they will do so in the draft, um, Bryce Young is a guy who can come in and if Frank Reich schemes 
an offense for him. He can move around and avoid pressure and, you know, make some things happen, both with his legs, but more so with his arm. I mean, he, he can't scramble. He can run if he needs to. He just didn't need to yeah. at Alabama. So I don't think he'd uh, need too much on the Panthers. Like, they have all five starters coming back on an O-line that only got better as the year went. And Icky taking his second step. They're projected to be a top 10 O-line from what I can see. Well, you, you added, um, you know, you added Sanders, who's going to be a good dump-off guy and a decent running game for you guys. Um, you're, you're in fairly decent shape at tight end, and there's some things you can do, you know, I, I guess there's not a whole lot you can do left in the draft, but your, your receivers aren't terrible. Um, losing DJ Moore hurts, but, I mean, there's, there's still a – a decent amount of weapons on the team. And I think with him, it probably gives you the best chance to progress a little bit faster. Yeah. I think the, the cognition stuff, the ready, the reads, all that stuff, good decision-making is something that Panthers have been plagued with the last few seasons. They've had highly athletic, big arm quarterbacks, even mobile guys who just like they do fine, but when it comes down to it and they need to make a decision, they need to figure out what, what to do. Like Baker was terrible at that and very happy feet moving around way too much, making terrible decisions, holding the ball too long. And then Sam would just gunsling it into whatever guy he felt like throwing to. And it'd be a nice change of pace to get a guy who can actually see the field and make the correct read and, yeah. Yeah. No, it definitely would. Um, so we'll move on to, you know, the the other really potential pick for the Carolina Panthers in C.J. Stroud. Um, ben, I know he's a guy you, you were really hoping for early. Um, tell us about C.J. Stroud and your thoughts or, or why you think he should go to Carolina. Okay. Yeah. So um, big quarterback. Great arm, uh, strong arm, very accurate. Um, his sophomore season threw almost 72% completion rate, high touchdown interception ratio. Um, not ultra mobile, but can move, showed it in big games. Um, the game against Georgia was, they lost that game, but he played incredibly. No, no interceptions. He threw for over 400 yards um, against one of the best defenses we've seen in uh, – in a very long time in uh, college football. Um, I think he would be a really good fit on that offense. And uh, the size definitely does help because like, yeah, we were talking about it, by the way, it wasn't six, it was four. Bryce Young took four snaps under center last year. CJ Stroud took 121. Um, I just think that leads itself to a more diverse skill set for the offense to run. Like you don't have to run all your run plays out of shotgun. You don't have to run, like, you know what I mean? That kind of stuff can definitely help. And, uh, like, I'm probably, like, a 6 for him, a 4 for Bryce, like, out of 10. Um, could take either way and be happy. But uh, I like Stroud for those reasons. I think he's he's ready to go. Um, a little bit of learning curve, getting the offense, getting this team rebuilt, getting him some more weapons. But, um, yeah, I'd be pretty happy if they went 
that direction. Okay. Um, Moss, you've also done a decent amount of research on these top couple of guys. What are your uh, thoughts on Stroud? Do you agree with Ben? Do you disagree? This is this is the one I want. I want Stroud. I want him in the Panthers. Um, yep, everything Ben said. Um, you know, as I said, young, high floor, highest floor probably. Um, Richardson would have the highest ceiling. Stroud, I like because he's got that nice blend in the middle. Um, if you watch the combine, it, I don't know, just watching him throw, it was it was a thing of beauty. I really enjoyed it. Um, and then if you saw his interview afterwards, there was just something something about him, you know, his confidence. He was enjoying himself. He spoke very well. Um, he just carried himself really, really well. I liked that. Um, we're very, really lucky, like we said, with Frank Reich that, you know, whoever we get, you know, it's going to be right, I think. Um, but for me, I want Stroud there. Smart, rapid decision making. He's just, yeah, he's just the guy I want. I mean, he's got a lot to like. Um, he's, he is taller, 6'3. You know, he did have, like Ben said, a, a good year in 2021. I mean, the the receivers he had were fantastic. He had a decent year last year as well. He does make good decisions with the football. He doesn't try to force the ball. He's got nice touch on a lot of his passes. Um, his intermediate passes, he, he does struggle a little bit on those. He's not nearly as accurate when he's on the move, and his pocket presence needs a lot of work. Um, let's face it, he didn't face a lot of pressure last year. <clears throat> in Ohio State because they had one of the best offensive lines in college football. So coming into the NFL, he's going to face a lot more pressure um, than than what he's used to, and, and that's a concern. But I, I'm not really as anti-Stroud as I was originally when they, when they traded up. Um, I've kind of talked myself into more that he could go to Carolina and it wouldn't be quite so bad, but I still would prefer to see Bryce Young go there just from a fantasy perspective over Stroud. I think Stroud should have a pretty decent career no matter where he goes, but I think for us in fantasy, Bryce Young would be the better, the better option there. Um, So we'll move on to, I think the third guy in the conversation for the, the top quarterbacks, and that's going to be Anthony Richardson. Um, <clears throat> so I like uh, AR-15 as being referred to. Uh, he's, I don't know, he, he reminds me a little bit of, I guess, Lamar, kind of, but with a, with a little bit better arm talent coming out of college. Uh, he does have some accuracy issues, which – Anybody that listens to the show knows I have issues with quarterbacks that have accuracy issues. Um, Roughly 50%, just over 50%. He throws interceptions, uh, probably two two touchdowns and one interception, roughly right around there. Um, The guy's got a a wicked strong arm. Um, You know, he's going to – He's going to be able to push the ball way downfield. He's extremely mobile. He's got good pocket presence. Um, you know, all of his metrics are off the chart. They're, they're way above average. 
some of the comparisons I've seen compare him to Josh Allen as far as, you know, who he, he, they, he kind of reminds him of. Hmm. And we all know Josh Allen struggled with accuracy coming out uh, as well. So I think a place like Carolina with, with a former quarterback would be able to help him. Uh, but the more I think about where I'd like to see him go, just because he's he's a guy that's going to need at least a half season to to get acclimated to the NFL, kind of what, like what we saw with Fields a couple of years ago, where where sitting behind Dalton helped him a lot, uh, and not being forced to be out there carrying the team uh, like he ended up doing last year. Um, just say, you know, just say it, Steve. Uh, Andy Dalton's the Panthers' quarterback at the moment. I know, <laughs> I know. Uh, which, which honestly is is good for whoever they draft because that person does not have to go out there week one and, and carry the the franchise. They they get time behind somebody to learn learn how to be an NFL quarterback, etc. Um, but I, I'd like to see. I kind of would like to see Richardson go to India at this point. Um, just because the transformation that we saw with Jalen Hurts last year from the accuracy woes and the poor play that he had two seasons ago to the to the change that he went through and showed us last year, that coach is now the head coach in Indianapolis. So if anybody can, can make this turnaround in a short amount of time, I think that's a good spot for him to go. Um, Maz, what do you have on Richardson? What do you like about him just like? So, it, I mean, going back to what you said, if he goes to the Panthers, then you're going to have, what, AR-14 and Red Rifle together? Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, as you say, obviously, we like we like the, the, the big arm. We like the elite scrambling. Um, you've got that kind of, you know, Cam Newton body shape, but quicker, probably a bit, a, a bit stronger. Um, I don't want him at the Panthers. Uh, I think I'd said to you a few weeks back, was it Steve? Maybe around about the time that we, uh, that we did the trade that, um, I don't want us giving away what we did to go up to get someone like Richardson. Um, if we're going up, I want a young or a Stroud. As you say, he's going to have to sit for a bit. Um, you know, that fi- is it 54% completion. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a worry. He's, he's, he's just a raw talent, isn't he? He's, he's the unproven one of the group, the wild card. Um, mm-hmm. I, I kind of like the idea of Detroit coming and getting him, sitting behind Goff. Yeah. I, I, I kind of like that. So, yeah, for me, we'll take Stroud and uh, Detroit can have Richardson. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know that they take a quarterback that early, mm. but it's possible. They, they, they may trade. Um, they may come up. They may come up and then shock the Colts who who may be sitting thinking we're going to get Richardson. And, uh, yeah, it goes Pete Tong. <laughs> Very mm-hmm. Which would be fun for us uh, watching. It, it will definitely mm-hmm. be fun. The, the, the first 10 picks are going to be uh, a lot of fun for everybody to watch, I yeah. think, because th- I expect a, a decent amount of movement. Um, ben, your thoughts on Richardson? Yeah, so I kind of really like him. I mean, I don't know if you guys ever watched that uh, Netflix show, QB1. Mm-hmm. He was on that, uh, the first season of that. And, uh, he was he was electric in high school. He was electric in college. Um, huge arm, very fast. 
like the guy just looks like a freak on the out there. It's cliche to say, but he does. Um, I think in fantasy football, this guy should be the guy that's drafted first. Oh yeah, over the other two because he's going to have give you that dual threat ability. Um, but if my ideal landing spot for him is different than both of yours, I'd like to see him go to, oh, uh, sorry, uh, Vegas, not Oakland. Um, I think it'd be really exciting to have him there. Um, big market, um, good coaching on that team. Yeah, I just think it would be a really good spot for him, and they could definitely make a play to get up there. Um, I would not mind him in Carolina. He's the third guy that I'd be cool with um, of the three. Uh, I love the running part of his game. Um, big arm. And, of course, all of us Panthers fans, we love Cam Newton. So if we <laughs> get some of that magic, I will take it. Like, I'll be, I'll, I'll be on his side immediately if we draft him. So, um, no worries that way. But, yeah, the accuracy is definitely an issue. He did have a lot of dropped balls by his wide receivers. But uh, if he can improve that accuracy even fractionally at the next level, um, he'll take off. He'll be a very good NFL player. After the uh, accuracy issues we've had, though, Ben, do you not think you'll get frustrated quite quickly with Richardson? I know you said you'll be on board straight away, but if you no, start seeing no, accuracy issues, you're not going to go, it's Baker again, it's Sam again, it's, we've been here before. The, you'll forget the no. running, no? No, because Cam did it as well. Cam was, yeah, was gonna say, super Cam, inaccurate. Cam was mm-hmm. but, that yeah. was, but that was a while ago. Well, you know, you know, just just living in kind of you know the past year or two as Panthers fans, we've suffered, haven't we? We've we've suffered with this accuracy I mean, with QBs, and it's like yeah. not again, not you, again. You guys haven't had an accurate quarterback in well, probably since your coach. Well, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, <laughs> if you're <laughs> if your quarterback's but, inaccurate and then also just mid at everything else, it sucks. But if you're inaccurate and you can crush it, like put up 80 yards rushing a game two rushing touchdowns a game like Cam did, that's fine. Like Cam was good because he'd throw a, like on a down or on a series. He'd have four incomplete passes, but two complete two passes and two 25-yard <laughs> runs and we go score and everyone yeah. would praise him and be like, well, that was ugly, but awesome. Like it, yeah. it's, I don't know. The, the one thing with Richardson um, that I've noticed is, and I, I'm, I didn't do a ton of research on him as far as watching game film, but he, he doesn't seem to tuck and run as much as some of the other quarterbacks that are similar to him, like like Lamar or, or Josh Allen or those guys. Like he, he tries to find guys downfield. I mean he can he can book it, but it seemed to me he was he was trying to throw the ball more than just tuck and run, like a lot of those guys end up doing when they get in trouble. Yeah, he um, he's not a first read and then run guy. He yeah he takes a look he, through it and yeah, then he goes runs, if he has to. Right. Yeah. So you know that that's a, a thing that can be coached. So I, I do think like you said, I think fantasy wise he's he's gonna be one of the better ones because of the ability to make plays with his feet and that's gonna carry him for a couple of years as they work on the accuracy accuracy mm-hmm. issues. Mm-hmm. Um so it'll be interesting to see where he goes and uh, what they can do with him. But I think all three spots that we talked about are all viable places for him to go. So uh, we'll move on to number four. And uh, I know this is Ben's favorite quarterback <laughs> in the draft. <laughs> uh, he'll be like 
standing in line to buy this guy's jersey and get drafted <laughs> by the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Ben, take us through Will Levis and the things that you like or don't like about him and why you don't want him to be a Panther. The like list is going to be very short, Ben, isn't it? <laughs> no, it's not. It's not super short. Like he, he's very athletic. He's big. He's a very big, strong guy. Uh, huge arm. Um, a little wild, a little erratic, very inconsistent. Um, that's the things I don't like. His bad games are bad, and there's too many of them. Um, yeah, I mean, he he be he he's a fifth year senior. He's a little older than the other guys, which is fine at the quarterback position they get protected and played quite a bit there's just nothing that stands out with will levis over the other three that i really am am super excited i'm like yeah you got to get this guy um one of my best friends worked at uh at kentucky and so he watched will play for the last three years and all he texts me he's like you don't want this guy he's like he's so the bat he's like i watched too many bad games and I mean, that's just not something you want to hear. You want someone to hype up the guy that is the quarterback for their school. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it wouldn't be the end of the world. I'd probably get on board eventually, but uh, fantasy wise, I think he's going to be decent. He can run a little bit. He's big. He'll last in the league cause he's got a cannon. So teams are going to give him chances and he could probably throw quite a few touchdowns. But the uh, the comps to Josh Allen are getting nuts because there's more misses on that kind of type of player than there are hits, and the guy throws a lot of picks. So those are my likes and dislikes. He's kind of that wishy-washy guy for me where I don't see any reason why the Panthers would take him, and that's the part of it that would really bother me. And I don't see him stand out at anything above the other three. So my – I guess one of the questions I would have were, and what I've seen, like, who were his, like, who were his weapons? Like, who, who did he actually even have to throw to? Well, you could say the same thing. Who did uh, Anthony Richardson have to throw to? Who did Bryce Young have to throw to? Well, Young had Mitchie, didn't he? Jameson. Yeah, last year, mm. this year, this past season, they didn't. He didn't have anybody. No big names. No. No huge names, but I mean, no. Alabama always has good wide receivers. You know what I mean? Plus you had Gibbs. Um, but I mean, Levis, not that I'm disagreeing with, with really anything you said. I mean, he's got a huge arm. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's a mobile. big dude. He is. He's 6'3", 230. I mean, he's going to get you your, your fourth and ones, your fourth and twos, your goal lines. He's going to get you rushing touch, touchdowns. Uh, rushing first downs. He's, he's, the biggest thing I see with Levis is, is uh, his footwork is terrible, um, and that's coachable. And, you know, he can work on, he can work on his accuracy a, a little bit. I mean, he's a steady 65% in college. I mean, his first year, obviously, much lower, but he, I think he only played a couple of games in 2020. Um, he does make bad decisions with the football. He tries to force it when he, he doesn't need to. But, you know, pressure doesn't move him. He, he, he'll stand in, make the throw, and take the hit. I mean, he's a, he's a big, solid guy. So, 
Uh, he's going to push the ball down the field. And that's the receivers you have right now. That's who he went out and picked up. You, you have Chenault. You have DJ Shark. I mean, those, those are the guys that you're going to want a quarterback like this pushing the ball down the field to. So, Yeah, he's a one-read guy, though. Like, he locks on to the play design, who he thinks they're got, like, who they're trying to draw it up to. And he doesn't he does. come off it. And you can't do that in the NFL. You're going to get picked, like, 30 times a year. No, you, you can't. And that's, it, that's something that's coachable. And that's, in part, because he only had one person to throw to. I mean, they never coached that out of Jameis Winston. And that guy still throws a million picks. So. Yeah. No, and, and some guys you'll never will. You know what I mean? I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. But I, I don't think it would be a terrible place for him to land up, uh, to end up. Uh, Where? Um, in Carolina. Oh, don't say that. Um, <laughs> I don't think that's where he ends up. I, I just don't think it would be as terrible as you do. Um, I think that there's probably going to be other teams that, that would like to get him. Um, yeah, he's the one that I think ends up at Indy. Which is possible. Um, I, I'm See, when I was reading through all these guys, I'm trying to figure out, well, if I'm Houston, who do I take? You know He's I mean? taking either Young or Stroud, and then I think someone's leaping into that three spot. I don't think it's the Colts. I think it's going to be the Raiders. They're going to snag Richardson, and he's going to go four. Yeah, which is which is fine if he goes to India. I'm okay with that. Um, I I don't know that I like I, – I think I like Stroud better in Houston than I do Bryce Young just because of uh, the height and everything. I don't think that Houston's built for a shorter quarterback. And I think with what they have in Davis Mills, that Stroud would fit right in there. And obviously he's going to win the job, but you have a kid there to help him as well that's already gone through these struggles for two years. And, I mean, I can't say that it's going to be friendly because it's coming for his job, but, you know, at least you're going to have somebody in the quarterback room that's been through it. So, uh, Moz, what do you think about Levis and – where do you think he ends up? Um, do you like it if he ends up? In no, Carolina? I don't want him at Carolina. Um, I mean, yeah, there's stuff to like, isn't there? Um, I like the fact that he he wanted a, a larger role. He went to Kentucky. He got it. He was an instant hit. I mean, there's a lot to be said for that. Um, he, he threw well. The arm strength is there, which is great. The physical traits of the game are good. Um, like you say, you can coach some of the stuff with the footwork and things like that. Um, there were some issues with sort of interceptions and fumbles, I think, last year. But then he had turf toe and was it shoulder injury or something? He, he had a couple of injuries he was battling. Um, you know, like like you guys said, he didn't have a lot of weapons. So, you know, you can sort of forgive those bits. Um, it's kind of interesting to me that you hear more about putting mayo in coffee than you do really his, uh, his, his ability to play football, but Hey, whatever you like. Um, obviously he's, he's going to have to sit for a bit, isn't he? He's going to have to sit behind someone for a bit. Um, and as we said with that, you know, Panthers are taking someone, um, and the Texans are taking whoever's left out of those two of Stroud and, and, and young. Um, then, you know, is someone going to come and get Richardson? Like we say, I thought Detroit might jump up and get him. Um, and then the Colts are taking Levis. If not, if the Colts do end up with Richardson, then it it, it feels like you might have a bit of a fire sale there. Um, like you said, Steve, with interesting sort of first 10 picks, people are going to start clambering over each other to get Levis as the last 
real quarterback in this class? Are you going to have, you know, the Raiders then coming? Are you going to have the Pats trying to make a move? You know, no. do you not think? We're not moving. No, you know, no, no. no. Okay. Pay, pay no attention to the, uh, the, the smoke screen that is Mac Jones and Bill Belichick. <laughs> Mac Jones sucks. That's literally a quick bake. You go shut your dirty whore mouth. <laughs> He's terrible. You know it. He's not. You'll see. He's so average. It's not even funny. No, he's better than that. Sorry, that's a, that's an insult to Kirk Cousins. He's worse than average. <laughs> You'll see. Kirk Cousins is average. We we have an offensive coordinator. You'll, Mac Jones will make an improvement. You need to get rid of your coach. Well, that's becoming more and more uh, apparent. But it, it'll it, we're stuck with Bill. Um, I say stuck with. We we've had a very good run with Bill Belichick, and unfortunately, I don't think he's kept up with the, the way the game's changing on offense as well, but I think bringing in uh, O'Brien's going to help with that. Getting Patricia out of a coaching role is going to help with that. Um, but we're stuck with Bill till he gets, I think, what is he, 23 wins? Something like that. Um, so Like five years or so? So we're stuck with him <laughs> for two more years. Have you seen our division? We'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, so, <laughs> so we'll move on to uh, another guy uh, who, if he didn't tear his ACL in November, is probably in the conversation for one of these, you know, being one of these top quarterbacks. Uh, Hendon Hooker, he, he's one of the older quarterbacks in the class. He's 25. He turned 25 in January. Like I said, he tore his ACL in November. Um, he was – Part of an extremely efficient offense in Tennessee last year. Um, the guy, you know, 68, 69% accuracy, which is really good for college. Uh, it's good for the NFL. Um, his touchdown interception ratio is fantastic. He, he's got a ton of tools to, that he brings to the table. Um, he, he's a guy, because of the injury, who's going to be a developmental quarterback because you're going to be drafted him for next year because you're really not going to play. You're not going to get him until sometime, you know, early in the NFL season to where he'd be able even to be back on the field. So uh, he's a guy where I would see a team like Minnesota coming up to grab him or, or, or you know, picking him in the teens uh, to sit behind Kirk Cousins for a year, maybe two. Uh, while he peels up and uh, you got a guy coming in who other than his pocket presence really ticks a lot of the boxes. So uh, I, I think he's probably the, the number five guy on this class. And like I said, I think you could argue him a little higher if he doesn't tear that ACL. Uh, ben. Yeah, I'd have, uh, I'd have hooker over Levis. And uh, just for efficiency, accuracy, um, the guy looked unbelievable last year before getting hurt. I'm pretty sure he beat Stroud. They beat uh, Ohio. Um, And he looked really good before getting hurt. Um, I think a team is going to get a steal, and it's probably going to be a team that doesn't necessarily need a quarterback, kind of like you said, like Minnesota. They can let him sit. 
or maybe like Detroit. This could be a good good one for Detroit. They can still see what happens with Goff, work it out. Um, New Orleans with Carr, they could figure that out too. Um, one of those teams that has a guy that you're like, he's a little older. You're not 100% sure if he's going to be the guy. This guy could come in and really push in a year or two to be that guy. Like I think he's a year away once he's healed up and ready to go, like he could steal the job from a lot of those guys. Um, I was kind of excited when Carolina was trash at the beginning of the year, uh, pre-Matt rule firing and uh, it looked like we were locked for the one one without trading for it. Like, and he was on fire. I was really watching Tennessee a lot and uh, yeah, he looks very good in there. Um, he moves very well. He runs a little bit, not a ton. Um, but yeah, no, there's a lot to like. Um, yeah, a little bit simplified playbook, but um, yeah, not not much else to say. I, I really like Hooker a lot, and I think a team's going to get a super steal. No, I, I agree with you there. I think uh, I definitely think he's going to be a starter that a team's going to get at a value um, later on in, in the uh, the first round, if not that early in the second round. Moz. What do you think about Hendon Hooker? Um, I really like him. He he was an interesting one for me because obviously over here in the UK, I don't see a lot of college ball. You know, it's not not on our, our TV really. Um, so I didn't know a huge amount about him. And then I would hear little bits. And like you say, Steve, he was, you know, he was probably, you know, up there with the top quarterbacks before he got injured. He was like front runner for like the Heisman before he got injured. And then you sort of delve into it a little bit deeper and you start going, okay, he's a little bit older, but okay, we can look past that. Um, and I actually, you know, I actually went out of my way to look at clips of him because I was that interested to see, okay, if this, if there's this talent that was that good before the injury, let me see it. Um, I think you touched on sort of the completion 68, was it, um, a couple of years ago and 70 last year. I mean, that's two incredibly good completion rates. The 27 to two touchdown interception ratio. Fantastic. You know, the size, the arm talent, he's athletic. Um, yeah, he's, he's just really good. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you said value. Someone's getting some really good value there. And I like the Vikings. I like the idea of that, sitting in behind Cousins for a bit. Um, obviously, I, you know, I mentioned Detroit earlier jumping up. Otherwise, that's another good one then, Ben, I think. Um, is, is, is there any possibility that he goes later, a bit of value? Ravens? You know, Lamar doesn't. Let's say Lamar doesn't stay; he's off. They they get that value and just stick with, say, what Huntley for a year, um, knowing that Hooker sits there. I don't know. Pro Bowler Huntley. Pro Bowler Huntley. That's yeah, right. Pro, yes, yeah. yeah. Oh. Sorry, he's got the job. Sorry, the Pro Bowler's got the job for a year. Yeah. <laughs> after that. <laughs> I mean, well, Mac Jones is a Pro Bowler too. So, um, in his first season. <laughs> I think that uh, I think that that's also a possibility, but I don't know that he falls that far. Probably not. No, I was just thinking just of interesting of, landing spots. It, no, no, it definitely would be. Um, but I think a, a team like Las Vegas or a team mm. like Tampa Bay or a team you know that's kind of in the the teens or early twenties that that has a quarterback situation that. You know, they have somebody there for a couple of years. Uh, like Ben said, New Orleans, um, you know, this is a good opportunity for them to grab, uh, you know, their next quarterback on a 
and have the fifth year option with a guy they don't even need to worry about for a year. You know, he just sits, studies the playbook, learns from a veteran. The veteran that's already there isn't concerned for his job. He just goes out and plays. You know what I mean? And and it gives you it gives you a, a top end talent for a bargain price and you get the fifth year option. So I do think he's a guy that's probably going to go in the, in the first round just because of, um, you know, what he has to offer. But I think it's going to be later, most likely later in the first, just to get that, that fifth year option, but it's going to go to a team that's already has a quarterback in place for a couple of years. So my interesting landing spots, Green Bay, he could be the Jordan Love to Jordan Love, or uh, the Broncos. Yep, both are both are decent options as well. Because Russ is getting up there, they have a team in place that, if you put him in there healthy, that kid could kill it with that team. I think so. Denver, my thought is Sean Payton waits a year to take a quarterback, um, unless like circumstances, just everything fell in line and and he's the best player on their board, but they have some other needs and I think they're going to ride out Russ at least for a year. And then they can plan next year. Cause he, he needs to see what he has too. Um, and what he can do with Russell Wilson. So I, I don't know that they, that they would do it. I wouldn't hate it if they did um, because it gives them options, but yeah. Having next man up in the system is always nice though. It is. Yeah, it is. So uh, we'll move on to, um, one of the guys that I kind of like as an outlier um, and we had a really good senior bowl at Jake Hayner uh, from Fresno. Another guy, extremely accurate. Um, accuracy improved every year. Uh, his uh, 21 season, he threw for over 4,000 yards uh, at Fresno State. Um, he's a senior, so he's you know a little bit older. But I, I I like quarterbacks who've been in college for four years. Um, come out, they're a little bit older, they're a little bit more mature. They don't make as many mistakes usually. Um, things like that, you you, you kind of get a better you kind of get a better product early on. Uh, I mean, most of the younger guys, a lot of them do, will develop into good quarterbacks later. But you start out with a pretty good product. Um, 20 to 20 touchdowns at three interceptions last year, 33 to nine the year before. Um, the, the guy does what he can, uh, and finds a way to win. You know, he's a big presence and got a good arm, throws with anticipation, kind of throws guys open. Um, he's another guy that's, that's a little bit on the short side. He's six foot tall. Only 200 pounds, so he's another guy they're going to have to scheme. But he's a guy that's going to fit in a system as a as a good backup. I think somebody that's going to be able to come out, win your games if your starter gets hurt, may be able to work himself into a, a you know a starting role somewhere. The comps I've seen for him are are kind of Taylor Heineke, so it's kind of the, the role that I kind of can see him fit into. Um, Moz, what have you seen with Hayner? You like him, hate him? Um, not seen a huge amount, to be honest. Um, seemed solid enough in in the small chunk I saw. Um, I I've noticed he had some sort of what over the three years at Fresno, nine thousand odd yards, um, seventeen interceptions. 
decent amount of t- TDs, 60-odd, 60-plus, 60 something like that. Nothing massively stood out. He just seemed, as I said, kind of fairly solid option for someone to pick up, sit, see what you've got, um, you know, get the right coach there, uh, maybe, you know, the right veteran quarterback to learn from. Um, and yeah, and, and just sort of see what's there. I, as I say, I didn't see a lot of him, if I'm honest. Ben, your thoughts on Hayner? I honestly, dude, I don't, I don't really have any. I'm just going to ask you a couple questions because I feel like you've, you've watched more of his tape than I have. Uh, the one thing that I have skimmed about him that has stood out is he is a scratch golfer, so that's fantastic. Good for him. Always um, translates well to your fantasy team. Yes, I gotta love that. Um, is he a backup or is he a starter? Um, like what do you, where do you think he ends up? I th- I think I really think that the uh, like I was impressed with him in the Senior Bowl. Um, he was one of those guys that came into the Senior Bowl and really improved his draft stock with the performance he had there. Um, I mean, we're living in a world where just a, you or I could be a starting quarterback on some of these teams. So to, to say he's limited just to a backup role, I, I think would be doing a disservice to him uh, because of the work that I've seen him put in just, just in, you know, this, like I said, the senior bowl, the combine stuff like that. So I think it's possible that he could end up being a starter somewhere. I don't think he's long-term starter somewhere. I think he's probably more suited to a backup role, but he is a guy that I like. I'm kind of, I'm a little bit excited about him and I'd like to see him succeed in, in the league. So. All right. So I have two follow-up questions. First one is um, probably like a day three pick would be my guess, like fourth or later. Yep. Um, where. Do you think he'll get the best option to provide for fantasy value? And will you be drafting him this year? Um, most likely I will not be drafting him because most of my leagues, I don't have any 23 picks anymore. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've traded him all away. Even, even in the startup, we just finished with Reed. Uh, I traded him all away. Um, he, he's a guy that I wouldn't mind grabbing, uh, like with a second round pick and having on my taxi kind of, you know, kind of like what we did with Kyle Trask in a you two know, QB, right? In, in a two QB. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. In a one QB, he, he's going to be on waivers until he actually gets a starting job. Um, but you know, in a, in a super flex league or two quarterback league, uh, I don't mind putting him on and just holding on to him. Like I said, kind of like we did with Kyle Trask who now this year we're going to see, whether that was warranted or not, um, sometimes it's just the way it, it works out where you hold a guy for a couple of years and the starter leaves and you think the guy's going to take over and they bring somebody else in. Opportunity never really shows up. But what was the other question? Where uh, where do you see him as where, where like, do I see him going? His landing spot that's going to provide him the most fantasy value. Uh, I mean, to me, he feels like a guy that, uh, could benefit from Pete Carroll, um, given that Pete knows how to use a smaller guy, um, maybe Denver, you know, if they were able to pick him up as as a day four pick, he could be a transition piece if they needed something for Russell Wilson, you know, say Russ sucks this year, um, Hayner could bridge a gap next year or something like that. He seems to me kind of 
a, a guy that uh, Riverboat Ron might want to have in, in his quarterback stable. I was okay. going to say the same thing. Washington uh, seems like the perfect place for him. Yeah. Uh, just, just because of like, like he does ha- the, the comparison to Taylor Heineke is pretty accurate. Uh, he's a little shorter, but I do think that's fairly accurate. So uh, the last one we'll jump into, and this will be brief because we've already we've already dragged on a little bit about the quarterbacks, but very important to our fantasy teams and to me. And, and to Ben. Maybe if Steve stops <laughs> talking about Mac because... Jones, then uh, we'd be all right and we can move on. <laughs> so much I can say about Mac. Mac and me, baby. <laughs> Nothing good. Um, all right, so Stetson Bennett. He's got great numbers. Uh, you know, 68% completion rate last year. Uh, 4,000 yards. Um, played for Georgia. Won back-to-back national championships. Uh, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. You know, he's got a good good NFL caliber arm. Uh, he's, he's confident. Like, there's a lot of things to like about Stetson Bennett. And then he's 5'11", and I think that's generous, and like 190 pounds. The guy's going to get killed. Man, wow. I, String bean. <laughs> I mean. Um, and he's 65 years old. <laughs> and, and he's going to be 26 in the, going into the season. Now, I said I like all the quarterbacks, but that's that's pushing the limit even for me. Um, he has terrible ball security. Like the guy fumbles. He, he throws. He, he doesn't get. He didn't get picked off a tremendous amount, but he made bad decisions with the football. Um He's he's semi mobile, not extreme. It's he's, he's just kind of a mess athlete. Like there's no real standout um, metrics or abilities that that make me say, man, this guy should be number one overall, or or this guy should be the number three quarterback. He's just he's just average. He's he's Joe Flacco, but sure. But he, but he wins. Well, he does. But I mean, the supporting cast and stuff they had. Was the defense, yeah. yeah, was phenomenal in Georgia. I mean, and I can't really. I mean, like I said, the accuracy was there, uh, the yardage was there, and the touchdown interception ratio wasn't terrible. So he does find a way to win. There's just, I don't know. I just can't get excited about it. Ben, no, same thing. I have the same feelings. I remember before the uh, the national championship. They were talking about him, and uh, it was inter- always interesting to, to hear about him because the main comment was his age, how old he is. Uh, that's what all the memes were about. Um, and, yeah, his size. Like, he's smaller and older. But the guy still finds a way to produce. Um, he definitely has experience. He's been in college a long time. Um, him and uh, Hayner are the Van Wilders of this draft class. And uh, I just think, I don't know, I feel like he could be valuable to a team with a guy that's young that they're not sure about. So I think his ideal landing spot to me is still in the state of Georgia and he ends up on the Falcons. And then 
takes over at some point for Ritter when they realize he sucks. That could that could be an interesting one because they've started to load that defense up in Atlanta. Yep. They've got some good weapons on the offense. They don't need to take him early so they can add to that weapon room. He's um, another guy that could benefit in Seattle as well, and he's going yeah, to be like a dangerous pick. So. Yeah, like Gino, that could flame out really quickly. Like we've seen, what, one year? Yeah. Of that, and then that could go back to even what it was if, before. Like even if he doesn't flame out, they only sign him to a three-year deal, and they can get out of it for relatively cheap money for a cap hit next year, and even less in the following year. So you pick up Bennett, and you know Gino has a decent season next year or this year, plays okay next year, and, and then you get rid of him for the cheap option if Bennett's ready. Sure. You know, yeah, you get a guy with the same amount of life experience for uh, half the price. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't know. Like, I there's there's a lot to not like. Um, like you said, with the fumbles, with the inconsistencies, um, he is smaller. He doesn't have a huge arm, but I I don't know. I like that he wins. I like that he's a, like he overcomes the size. He overcomes the age, and he still was in that Heisman race. Yeah. I like those things about a quarterback who can find ways to win. Like there's so many guys that have come out of college as, I don't know, mid or not awesome, or they're nothing special. And they turned it into insane things. Like, you know, that firsthand, right? So, yeah. I mean, I like the guys, I like seeing the guys coming out of college. that have three or 4,000 yards with, uh, you know, a decent cast, but not an, a phenomenal cast. Surrounded. Yeah. Like so. could he be Purdy? Like this year's Purdy? I don't know. Yeah, very That'd possible. Be, cool. Very possible. Uh, Moz, any thoughts on Bennett? Um, well, the Falcons don't need him. They've got Heineke, so they don't need to worry. Um, they're set. Um, I don't, hands up, I don't know a huge amount about him from what you told me before we came on, Steve, and from what you two have just spoken about there. Seattle sounds a good spot. It, it makes sense. Um, yeah, you sold that to me. And I don't know much about the guy. Perfect. I need to get on the phone with Pete Carroll. <laughs> <laughs> Just move this guy up draft boards. <laughs> All right. So that'll finish up quarterbacks and move us on into the running backs. Um, so the first running back on everybody's board, uh, probably one of the consensus one-on-one picks in just about every league, unless you absolutely have to have a quarterback with that pick. Uh, it's going to be B. John Robinson. So – I mean, there's really not not anything not to like about this kid. He's probably the best talent coming out of college at the running back position since Saquon Barkley. Um, I don't I don't think he's better than Saquon, but I don't really think he's any worse. So uh, I do I do kind of have to agree with that comparison that people have. Um, he's good size for running back, fifteen hundred yards last year. Uh, 6.1 yards per attempt. He had 18 touchdowns. Gets a little receiving work. Um, I mean, he had a few few injuries over the course of the last three years, but what running back really doesn't. Um, one of the big things that uh, is a drawback and he needs to clean up is fumbles. The guy fumbles. Um he had six, what, six fumbles last year uh, over the course of the last two years, um, which isn't a terrible amount, but when you get into the NFL, 
if you already have a small problem with fumbling, the defense is going to find a way to make that happen a lot more. So ball security is going to be a big thing. Um, just about anywhere he goes, he's going to be a feature back. And there's some question as to whether he's going to go in the first or the second round. I'm pretty certain he's going in the first round. Um, ben, you have a different theory on that? Yeah, so it's not so much the player as it is the position. Um, I think we've seen this offseason the even further de-emphasis of the running back, paying the running back. Um, nobody wants to spend big money, so even first-round money. Uh, yes, it gets you the fifth year taking him there, but running backs don't really last that long, and you don't really want to get into the fifth-year contract with a running back. Um, looking at right now, Saquon, like he, he doesn't want to sign his ta- his uh his tag. He doesn't want to go past that. Um, there's not a lot of those big guys that get past that. So I think teams are going to prioritize other needs at long, longer, like positions with more longevity. And as the league continues to translate towards a more passing league, um, like Brees Hall went last year in the second round. I think you can see that easily him falling into the second round just based on uh, the way that the league is trending. That's that's where I think that uh, that he will that he will fall that way. Um, his comp to Saquon is too too perfect. Like makes too many moves in the backfield, uh, bounces outside too early if it works early. Um, those are all things Saquon does. He's not an excellent running back as far as hitting a hole, sticking to the hole, finding it. Saquon is Barry Sanders running around the backfield trying to make a play every single time. Just Barry was a lot better at it. Um, it'll work in this league because he's very good at catching the ball. Um, yeah, if you want to throw some uh some beer bet down, I can. I'll go. Uh, he's a second rounder this year. I will take that bet, sir. I'll, I'll... We got a beer bet. He's he's one of those rare talents at running back. Um, that I believe is going to go in the first round. <clears throat> both for the fifth-year option because it gives you a cheaper option at running back and just because the talent's there and there's, you know, teams picking <clears throat> mid to later in, in the first round that can use the services of a guy like him and they're not going to be picking high in the second round. So it makes sense to grab him there rather than wait and have somebody, uh, you know, snipe him from you before you get another pick. So, Maz, so where do you where sorry, where do you think he goes? Um, there's a lot of there's a few teams that really could use a guy like him. My first thought is the Eagles. Um, I mean they didn't. Even after they just paid Penny. Yeah, Penny, dude, Penny fucking blows. When he doesn't blow, that. he sucks. Oh, and, it's a Brian line. I know. Got to bring him back every once in a while. I like um, it, but no, he doesn't suck. He just hurt. He 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 is. He's hurt all the time. And I don't expect that to change. He hasn't been healthy his entire NFL career. I, I don't think that changes by him just going to Philadelphia. So you, you're still getting a, a pretty good price on Robinson as a, you know, even as a early teens pick. So, yeah, I, I think that's a good spot for him. Um, 
I mean, there's a few other spots that I could possibly see him go. Uh, I don't know that I like them as much, you know, maybe like Tampa, but I think they have other needs and I don't think they're taking a running back with taking Rashad White last year. Um, I would say New England, but I know for a fact Bill won't take him. He's in love with Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, and we just don't pick running backs like that that early. Um, yeah, so I, I agree. Eagles would be a good fit. I just don't – one, I don't think the Eagles make that first pick. I think they trade back. And then I also don't think they're spending that first pick or even the second one on that position. I think they've done so well with the committee running back. And – they have needs now that guys have left in free agency. They've lost a lot of their depth at different positions and they've aged a lot at different positions. I think they need to, to, to hold on to their window. I think they need to start taking some, like they need to use those two picks on other positions in the running back position. Yeah. But they also have a quarterback that they're going to beat the shit if they don't get a good running back to take some of those beatings on short yardage and stuff. So no, they got a great line. They'll be okay. New new offensive coach. We'll see. Uh, Mars, any thoughts on Robinson before we move on? Um, just very enjoyable to watch. <laughs> it's just really good fun. Uh, the only thing not to yeah. like is he's probably not going to be a Panther, so that sucks. Um, but yeah, he's <laughs> he's just he's just a machine, isn't he? I mean, how many players to take him down? He's just breaking tackles, set a record for forced missed tackles. He's just good fun. Yeah, he's just really really good fun. Um, I thought first round. Um, but some of the points that Ben made are actually quite compelling and I can see the second round now. Um, I thought that maybe the Bengals might, might reach, take him. Depending on what happens with mm. Mixon, that's yeah. a very big Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, no, nothing, nothing more than just he's really good fun and it's going to be good having him in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. So I'll move on to arguably the number two running back in this class with Jameer Gibbs. Um, he's another guy. Um, I don't know. I, there's something with Gibbs. I, I like him. Um, he's he's extremely fast. Got really good vision. Um, he's got solid burst. Got excellent hands, probably the best hands in the class as far as pass-catching ability. Um, he just has no real power. Like, he's not going to run through guys. He's going to run around them. Um, and he's a little bit small as far as, you know, five, I mean, 5'11", 200. He could stand to put on about 10, 12 pounds, 15 pounds, and that's going to help him a lot. But I think he's a guy that's going to get picked up in a, in a committee backfield that needs a solid receiving back and, and a guy that's going to be able to help them, you know, with, being that that second and third down guy in the receiving game, so there's definitely a lot of teams that can use a guy like him uh, and like to build their team around quick running backs. Teams like San Francisco or Miami or the Jets. I mean, the Jets already have running backs, but teams like that that are featuring speed in their running backs. He, he's a he's a guy that's going to fit one of those, and I think he's a day two pick. Uh, you know, somewhere in the mid-second round for the reasons that Ben said before. Um, I just think Robinson's good enough that he escapes that. I don't think Gibbs does. Uh, and I think that's kind of a, a, a distinction between 
where one's at and, and where the rest of this class is. Um, Mars, any thoughts on Gibbs? Yeah, I mean, he's electric fast, isn't he? Um, I mean, I think they said, did they say 199 for his weight? So they're, someone's cheekily yeah, tacked some, on somewhere. one on there to make it sound better as a nice round 200. Um, but, but he, you know, he didn't have, was it more than 200 touches in college? And I guess that's a weight thing. So that's not going to translate yeah, yeah. well in the NFL, is it? Um, yes, the pass catching's there, which is good, but the weight is going to be an issue. Um, yeah, M- Miami sounded a good spot. I like the idea of that. Um, is, is there a possibility the Chargers, depending on what happens with Eckler? Because so. he's very Eckler-like, isn't he? Um, and so there's that. And, and I don't know if you guys um, listen to sort of the fantasy pros, um, Jason Moore on that, but he, he was saying the other day about last season, there was only three of the top 20 running backs who were under 215 pounds. And we're talking like elite people like CMC and Jones. So, you know, this, this guy's weight is an issue. Yeah, he, he's going to have to put on weight. But a lot of, you know, a lot of the running backs coming out of college are a little mm-hmm. bit light. And mm-hmm. they do put on 10, 15, 20 pounds over the first couple of seasons. You know, uh, Cook was one last year that needed to put on some weight uh, in Buffalo. And, and that's something that they've been working on with him. So. Um, ben, your thoughts on Gibbs? Yeah, no, I I like Jameer Gibbs. I think uh, I think he's the type of running back that the league's gonna love. Um, I said it a couple years ago, I think, and I think it's gonna continue where the league is definitely trending towards two to three back committee systems, and I think he's a guy that will fit really well into those systems. Um, Dolphins works other than they signed both of the guys that they have in their committee already. Um, I think the Bears would be a good fit to go with uh, with Herbert and Foreman to go with 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 yeah with Foreman. I think he's a better pass catcher than Herbert. I think Herbert's a good like does all three, and I think Formic is the hammer. So I think that's a nice trio, um, and you give a lot of flexibility where you can line them up in the slot. You can kind of move them around. Um, I think we all know between 22, 23 years old, we all put on weight, right? <laughs> uh, he'll be okay. Like, I think. No, I, uh, I, I do think he's going to be fine with the weight. Another place yeah. I think would be uh, Houston. What do you guys think about that? With, to go with, with Pierce? Yeah. Pierce, yeah. That's yeah, nice. I, I like yep. that. Yeah. Because they're, they're going to be picking high in the second round. You know what I mean? And that, that, would be another good landing spot. And, and that gives a young quarterback, uh, you know, a guy that has excellent hands out of the backfield. Uh, so that's, that's another spot. That's that a lovely one, two punch with well. Pierce. That's really nice. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I really like uh, Gibbs as, as an NFL player. I think he's, the speed is super helpful. I think we've all seen that speed kills in the NFL um, and teams can scheme speed to get it outside take advantage of matchups so yeah i think he's gonna be a nice fantasy pick like if i don't if i have a mid first like early mid like four to seven i'm kind of in that round range where that's probably who i'm trying to target in one qb leagues anyway um 
yeah, I don't know. That's just my thoughts on him. I kind of like him a lot. Would he? Um, I, I know you guys are obviously covering wide receivers on the next one, but if you're talking super flexing, Ben, um, let's let, let let's say yeah. the, the the four quarterbacks go one, two, three, four, sorted. So you've got that. You've got that five. You know, um, someone there wouldn't be five because Bijan would have gone at one. But you've got the um, JSN, and you've got Gibbs sat there. I know it's team dependent, but where are you leaning there? Are you, are you leaning more Gibbs than than JSN? No, in no. dynasty you still leagues, I'm leaning the wide sure. receiver. Wide receiver, yeah. Tie, tie break always goes to the wide receiver just on mm-hmm. longevity. Um, yeah. You're getting two to three extra seasons on average out of a wide receiver than you are mm-hmm. out of running back. Um, and I found you can plug and play running backs. A lot now they're committees. Easier. Yeah, it's a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's easier to trade for a stud at the wide receiver position, or sorry, at the mm-hmm. running back position than it ever has been. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. because the injuries... of the, well, the number of committee backs it makes it a lot easier to, to trade now for running backs. And I think yeah. there's probably three wide receivers that we'll talk about next week that I would rather take um, than yeah. Gibbs, just because uh, of the position. No, I probably have him right after. Oh, you if, would okay. if, if it's yeah, if it's non super flex and you got one, two, three, you're gonna go Bijan. I think Jason's two. I have mm-hmm. him three. I'd take Addison before him too. Um, and, and depending on, so the third one for me might be flowers depending on where he goes. But yeah. So obviously we're talking pre pick, like where everybody goes, but on traits and pass catching as a running back. And that's useful for every team that he ends up on. Mm-hmm. Um, no, he's definitely, he's yeah. right there. Um, he's going to get used his, his rookie mm. season. He's going to get catches. Um, yeah. yeah. No matter where he ends up. So, I don't think he's – if you're outside of the 108, you're not going to get him. No. I think that would be a fairly accurate statement. Yeah. So, all right, we'll jump into uh, the next uh, running back in the class in Zach Charbonnet. Um, so, 6'1", 220, he's a big guy. He's got uh, a ton of missed tackles. Um, I think he's, like, one of the top five in FBS on force tack force missed tackles. Um a lot of first down runs, touchdowns. Um he's got good hands. He doesn't have like breakaway phenomenal speed. He's got good burst. He's got good power. Got excellent vision. Um the one thing that he needs to work on, I think is his route running. He catches a lot of screens, but other than that, he kind of struggles in the passing game. So that'll be something he's got to work up. Um, He's another guy who kind of moved around in college, but excelled when he got to UCLA. Uh, I like the kid. I think he's going to be a pretty good um, addition to a team. Just not sure if I like him in the bell cow role, just because I don't know of a lot of teams that are still using uh, that type of running back. But I think he can excel at you know whichever role a team wants to put him in. I think he's got that skill set that he can kind of fit in just about anywhere. Uh, Moz, your thoughts on? Charlie? Yeah, I mean he's he's got the size and the power, as you say. 
you know, two two fifteen is is looking good. The um the the force miss tackles is really nice. Um, I I like the idea of him appearing at the Cowboys, going with Pollard at the Cowboys. Any thoughts on that? No, I wouldn't hate that because mm. they they're going to grab someone, and they're probably going to grab someone earlier yeah. than we all think because it's the Cowboys. It's what they do. Um, but, but yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. I, I like the idea with him and Pollard. Like you said, then he'll just he'll 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 transition into a team nicely. He'll fit in with what they've already got. They've got Pollard. Um, you know, he doesn't need to be a bell cow, then does he? They've got Pollard for it. I think that could be quite a nice fit. No, I like that mm. fit. That's a good one. Yeah, there. Um, I think he he could be a good fit in Minnesota because we know Cook's leaving most likely next year. Um, you know that that's a kind of a role that he, he could move into where there's already a feature back and they have some other pieces around him and, and he could transition into a team like that so I, I think the Cowboys is a good a good choice Ben yeah so I know you guys had uh, Bijan kind of pegged for the Bengals as that's a good fit I think this would be a really good fit for the Bengals um, if Joe Mixon's not available for some reasons um, I think pairing him with Samaj P. Ryan to make up for what he can't do is a really good thing because I think the Bengals need to make some protect Joe Burrow a little bit more with those first two picks, and they could probably get him in the third round um, to fill in that hole that Joe Mixon's going to leave. And he's also a very good blocker, um, one of the, probably one of the best blockers out of the running back class. Which protecting Joe Burrow is always the goal, and at six six foot. 214 like he can he can do it back there um chip in or whatever he needs to do um i think that's a really good fit i do like charbonnet but i think the fit has to happen for him to succeed i don't think he's like a plug and play like i think you could put gibbs on any team in this league and he he's gonna end up catching passes he's gonna have a decent season um for fantasy football like you can start him some weeks I'm not 100% sure that's the case with Charbonnet. Like, I think he's good, but I think where he ends up is going to determine where you can draft him. Yeah, he definitely is is going to be somewhat team-dependent. Um, and, and it may not be something where he translates into year one fantasy production or, or notable fantasy production year one, depending on who he ends up behind. Like, Cleveland's another spot because – you know, Chubb's probably going to be moving on at the end of this year, potentially. So that's another spot where he could fit. Um, there's a lot of places where he could be decent, but he's not like Gibbs or Robinson where they can pretty much just go anywhere and be a contributor in, in, in pretty much anybody's mm-hmm. offense. Yeah, there's not there's not a bad fit for those two, is there, really? No, no. Uh, um, I mean, Charbonnet has a decent amount of places he can go and fit in well. Uh, but I don't think it's it's every place. So I think that does limit him. And I do think, like you're alluding to, Ben, that uh, you know if he goes late second, early third, or I mean late second or, or sometime even in the third, that the Bengals would be a team that could grab him if they needed to. If they didn't get a guy like B. John or Gibbs, you know, they could take a Charbonnet late in the second or, or trade up in the middle of the third and kind of, and kind of grab him there. Yeah, because I think they really like Sebastian Piran, but I don't think he's a he's not a goal line back. He's not a hammer. Well, he's gone. Um, yeah, he's he's at the Broncos. 
to yeah, Denver. he went to Denver. Yep. Did he? Oh shit! I thought yeah. he stayed. My bad. No, but they need to. They, need they to use that. that they ball, use that so. skill set. My bad. Okay, yeah. yeah. So that that's that's why some of these guys in this class that have that similar skill set are going to find, you know, good homes behind uh, reasonable lead backs and, and be able to potentially transition over a couple of years. So it, it's not a bad spot for him, anyways. With with P. Ryan vacating that position, so. Well, there you go, Bengals. Round two, round three. Take both the running backs, and you got speed and power. Yeah, and <laughs> ten beautiful the, uh, <laughs> June first cut pocket mixer. Yeah, exactly. All right, so we'll move on. Uh, running back number four that we like in this class. Um, I'm going to murder this name, but uh, Devin uh, A chain Kane. A chain. A chain. Okay, Devin A chain. Um. So I don't know a ton about him. I didn't do a lot of research on him. I know he's a little bit smaller guy. Um, was able to put up 1,100 yards last year. You know, being a smaller guy, he's, I think, the fastest running back in his class. He's very fast, yeah. 4-3-2. Four, 4-3-2, four, three, two. Four, three, two. yeah. So, another, there's a lot of there's a lot of speedsters in this yeah. class, sub 4-4 sub four, four running backs. Um yeah, Maz, you you were talking about mm. him um, a little bit before we came on air. Tell me about uh, Devin O'Kane and, and what mm. you like. About I, I mean, we were mostly talking about him to decide how to say his name. I think wasn't it really? Is what we're going for. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, as you say, he's he's fast. He's very fast. Um, he's five eight. And he's 188 pounds. So, you know, we've, we've spoken about it a few times. We've got a lot of fast, lightning fast uh, RBs this year, but also quite a few very light ones as well. Um, someone, I think, comped him as um, Gibbs Light, is what they were saying, because you've got the speed, but obviously you've yeah. not got the size. And we talked about Gibbs being small. So, you know, this guy must be pretty small. Um, difficult translation again, because it's that much smaller. So yeah, he'll put on a bit of weight, um, but he's he's got a bit of work to do to even get to two hundred pounds. Um, he apparently he um, he returned kicks a lot in college as well. That was that, that was something that I yeah. learned about him when when I was doing some research. Um, and he's I mean he's not I don't think he's he's going to command a lot of touches in games because of that you know the the size the height um, the weight, but um, but he. You know he'll he'll fit in with the right team. He can they can bring him in for some fun, fun schemes, some fun plays, um, and use him there. So he's he's talented. He's definitely talented. Uh, it's just he might get let down by the size. I know we keep saying that, but yeah, it's it's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. I mean, it's something that we're yeah. seeing <clears throat> running backs from last season and the last mm. couple seasons that the lighter, smaller guys are, you know, not not getting big roles in our fantasy team. So Ben, your thoughts? Yeah. I, I obviously like him for the speed. Um, if they didn't have this position covered already, I think he could be um, a pretty good Eagle uh, having that benefit where he's going to produce on special teams and teams are going to use him in the return game is big. Cause it means he's going to get opportunities to stay on teams. So you might see him, if a starter goes down and the backup comes in that everybody thinks is like the next guy, he'll get a lot more work than you think. Like that, that's kind of where I find him. And in dynasty leagues, you're going to want to hold him. And then with that, with that position comes injuries. So somebody's going to go down. 
and this guy's going to get a couple games that might steal you some wins here and there, but I don't think it's going to be super consistent where you can count on it. Um, definitely love the speed. Hope it works out. And in the right situation, like if you compare him or put him, like Tennessee would be a cool cool fit and pair him like with Henry. And you take all the pass catching work off of Henry's back and let this guy do it. Like that could be cool. And they don't really have wide receivers there either. So if he can line up in the slot, like he seems to be a pretty good pass catcher, that would also be really good. Yeah. No, that would be yeah, a that works. fit for him. For sure. Um, so we'll move on to Tank Bigsby. Um, coming from Auburn, this guy has uh, cutting ability that's like second and none in this class. Uh, he definitely – he can make guys miss. Um He's uh, he's 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 a strong runner through the tackles. He uh, is another guy that can be a bell cow back uh, and take on a three a three down roll. He, he has trouble with uh, creating uh, lanes like patience behind the line, waiting for the lane to open up. He he does struggle a little bit with that, but that's something he definitely can improve on in the. In the NFL, he has trouble a little bit with his vision and reads. But, again, those are things that he can work on. Doesn't have the best hands. Um, he's got good speed, excellent bursts, and power. Kind of a, a an all-around guy. Um, probably a, a late day two guy somewhere in the third round, late third round. He's, I think, kind of a guy that, um, you know, Bill Belichick would, would take with a third-round pick especially a compensatory pick, which is something he likes to have. Uh, several teams, I think, that his services would be uh, well-received. Uh, ben, your thoughts on Tank? So I'm an Auburn fan, so I've watched Tank for a while. Um, I think two years ago, if you asked, like, in Debbie leagues and stuff like that, he was going really high. Um, there was a lot of hype that he – because he had a very good um, season two years ago. And uh, even last year, still played pretty well. Um, Fifteen hundred yards. Uh, sorry, that, yeah, last year he had a thousand ninety nine. This year he had nine seventy. Um, he had a pretty good season, and uh, I think he's one of the best all round backs in in the draft after Bijan, and that's big for teams. Um, he can play whatever role they need him to play. He's a good blocker. Um, I, I like him on a lot of the teams in this league. I'd like him on the Panthers. That'd be a really cool position behind uh, behind Sanders. But, uh, yeah, he'd be my third running back off the board after Gibbs at this point. Just kind of – I find the Gibbs' speed and his upside with, the, with, with his already elite receiver ability is – puts him a bit ab- above tank. But I think Tank's overall game could make him pass him eventually. But he definitely needs to work on some things. Um, patience is something that they can, I think they can coach into him. But he has the physical gifts and the size that he could be a big-time player in the NFL. Yeah, no, he could. He's he's a guy, and the reason I wouldn't put him close with Gibbs is he, he's a lot more uh, location-specific, uh, where Charbonnet is a little bit more flexible. Uh, I think Bigsby 
probably comes right after him because I think he's got to be on a certain team with a certain scheme in order for him to excel. But I do think there's talent there that he could. Um, Yeah, I mean, Tank Bigsby, pretty cool name. Um, Apparently he's Catavius is his name as well, his real name. So that's three really cool names for him. Um, Good weight, good pass catcher, good blocker. Um, Obviously nothing quite elite level we're not talking Bijan level we're not talking Gibbs level um interesting to hear Ben say he would he would take him you know that high as a, as a running back I don't know that much about him so that that is interesting for me to hear and to look out for um one of the fun stories with him was he ran the 40 yard dash on four four five six um and he was unhappy about that apparently so he cancelled some visits with teams which seems crazy when you're trying to get a job that you, you cancel visiting teams and then he put up an unofficial time of four four five. Um so he'd obviously been working on that, um, knew he could do it faster. And uh, again it's just it's just for me quite interesting seeing things like that that you would you know you'd rather cancel visiting these you know prospective teams to go and work on something that you know you can do better so that i mean that's that's quite cool of him um like ben said about sort of you know good good yardage the past couple of years in college um probably yeah maybe maybe third round possibly fourth round thinking with him um and you know i i mentioned them earlier anyway but the cowboys could be another good spot there um, or the Titans behind Henry. I know you mentioned the Titans earlier, Steve, but sitting behind Henry for a bit, you know, Henry's going to play what probably this year and not much more. Um, having Tank sat there with him, learning, that could be a good transition. Could you imagine a guy named Tank on the Cowboys? Like <laughs> That'd be awesome. Like <laughs> yeah, that jersey oh, would yeah. sell so fast. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It would. I mean, yeah, not as fast as you getting your Levis jersey, but you know, still pretty quick. <laughs> hey now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna mail. I'm gonna mail you one if that happens. Uh, even, even Ma's getting on it. Uh, it's awesome. Uh, all right, so we got two more. We'll jump through these pretty quick. Uh, the, the next one, Ty J. Spears. Um, this kid is five eleven, one ninety five. Um, put up fifteen hundred yards last year. He's he's improved every year uh, that he's been in. So three seasons. Uh, the guys. He's wicked fast. Um, the speed's there. The agility and burst is there. Got decent vision, decent hands. Um, he struggles a little bit with being decisive, hitting holes. Uh, he's not extremely physical, but he is a guy that makes guys miss when he's in the open field. So um, he, he would be a good change of pace back for teams. Probably a guy that you'll see go in the fourth round, I would think. I don't know. Uh, I, like, he's not a guy that's going to run in and, and move linebackers and stuff back. But I think that there's definitely going to be a place for him on on a team in the passing game and some rushing work on second and third downs. Ben, Ty J. Spears. Oh, I just love this guy. Uh, his film's so cool to watch. He's so fast. In his not just speed, like straight line speed, like burning guys, just the way he moves in space, the way he can make a lane is nuts. Like, I watched him at the end of the year, watches, um, he was the ACC offensive player of the year. Like, he's just lightning, he moves around so fast. And I think that's so cool to watch and is really like neat trait to see translate to the NFL because there's so many big, 
big plotting guys on the line that if you can get a guy who can make some space, they're gone. Like CMC was really good at that. Um, that little move he has that just opens it up and he's gone because he's not a track star. Like CMC's not a track star. He's just excellent at making space, finding a hole, and or even making the hole. Like that's the things I really like. Um he's super exciting to me. If if I have the chance to draft him in in uh in leagues, I, I will with a late two, but I don't know if he'll be there with a late two. Um teams are gonna find a spot for him just because he can move like it's crazy he's gonna light up practices he's gonna be that guy that's like in practice making guys look silly with crazy moves like that's what i really like about him i don't know it's hard to it's hard to describe without showing a highlight of him with it because it's like wow like i watched him because i didn't know who he was and then i think uh bowl season came around and i seen some highlights and i was like holy smokes like this guy can just shift shift boom gone and I was like, that's awesome. And then his production going went way up, carries went way up, and he almost doubled his yards with not quite double the amount of uh a carry. So that's awesome. Like averages went up, touchdowns went up, everything went up last year. So that's a good nice peak you want to see for a running back, and he's coming in at a pretty young age. Um Dynasty Probably, yeah, second round. That would be ideal. And uh, I think you're expecting him to put up because I, I like him a lot. Yeah, I would say late second round would probably be close. Um, I, I like him too. Uh, not as much as I like the last guy that we have, and that's going to be Deuce Vaughn, weighing in at a solid 176 pounds at five foot six. <laughs> <laughs> Um, one of the most exciting guys I think to watch in the last couple of years, he's got almost 3000 yards rushing, um, between 21 and 22, um, 20, 27 touchdowns over that span, averaging over almost six yards per carry. He's good in a passing game too, uh, over 40 receptions both years. I mean, this guy's got everything except height and weight. Um, you know, if he was if he was two inches, three inches taller, and right around two hundred pounds, he would be at the top of this draft class because he's got everything except power. The guy's he's fast, he's great in space, he's got excellent vision, good, real good hands. Um, you know, uh, he he's probably going to fill the role. Uh, the comparison that I found on it was Deion Lewis and, and kind of that scat back role um, that a lot of teams don't use anymore, but, you know, he could be brought back for this. Um, guy's excellent in space. He really has no real faults other than his size. Um, ben? Built lower to the ground than a fire hydrant. That's my favorite line I've seen about him so far. From any player, that's amazing. Uh, as a man that's five foot six, this guy, if he gets drafted, I will be pretty ecstatic and uh, definitely cheering for him. Uh, yeah, I mean, teams made space for guys like Darren Sproles, who's also about that size. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if I... they can produce, again, I think he's going to be a fucking. Uh, camp star 
and teams are going to love him, and he's going to have a lot of opportunity to produce. He might move around the league because no one's going to be like, this is the guy we're going to pay, but he'll always find a job. I think that longevity is going to be interesting because he didn't miss a game from what I can tell. Yeah, I don't like, believe he did. He still held up. He, he, he played some kick in punt returning. But, it, yeah, that, that shiftiness and that speed is such a cool trait from for players that uh, it's hard to find, um, especially ones that can produce. Like, everyone can find a, uh, a John Ross that can just run straight lines really fast. But the guys that can move around really quickly, side to side, make cuts backwards, forwards, and go. His 2021 season with 18 touchdowns at 5-6 is crazy. Yeah. No, I was going to bring up Sproles um, just because they're very similar builds, and Sproles had an excellent career in the NFL. Um, Tariq Cohen's another one who was very close at 5-6 and 181. Um, and other than getting derailed by injuries, had a, a couple of decent seasons, especially for fantasy. So, yep. you know, there, there is a place for uh, a running back like that, and – He's so exciting to watch that I definitely think there's going to be a team pick him up, and, and he should have a pretty successful career. Yeah, we're also funny as fantasy owners, and we go through weird like swings of players that we like, dislike. Like Tariq Cohen, when you think back on him, you're like, oh, that was a nobody. But he won a lot of guys' weeks. Oh, yeah. With big plays, big big games, just being fast, scoring touchdowns. He had like a lot of multiple touchdown games mm-hmm. filling in for guys going out. Like the guy's going to have a role somewhere. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, and so, we just, uh, because, good. you know, he, he wasn't a, a top 10 running back. You don't pay him a whole lot of mind and he's been out of the fantasy radar for about three years. So yeah, and he burned everybody when he got hurt. But uh, yeah, that's, it's guys like that that make it exciting. You get the big plays and stuff like that. So, uh, but that'll wrap us up for this episode of the running backs. Moz, we appreciate you joining us. Uh, Thanks for staying up until the ass crack of dawn in England. Uh, (laughs) Any, uh, any parting words you want to share with our listeners? It's been fun as always. Um, Great to finally connect with Ben as well. Get on the show with him. Um, for for me, the, you know, I just learned so much listening to this stuff with you guys for being on live really helps because, as I say, we miss a lot of the college game over here. So it's really useful hearing from you guys. Um, and then I just wanted to give a quick shout out to um, Reed and Sergeant Rock because they got me in a couple of their leagues this year. So uh, I'm even more excited about the upcoming season. I just can't escape. No, you can't. I'm can't everywhere. <laughs> I'll everywhere. be in your nightmares later as uh, well. Yeah, probably. That's all right. I don't sleep much anyways. <laughs> uh, ben, parting words? Yeah, no, thanks so much for uh, for joining us tonight, Moz. Uh, it's been really fun chatting with you on uh, on Sleeper, even more fun uh, tonight. And uh, thank you for waiting up for, for me to figure <laughs> out my computer issues. Uh, sorry that took so long. I haven't plugged this thing in at home since I moved, so that's probably something that happened. But uh, all I can say is... Uh, once you're in a league with some of these dudes, you just end up in all oh, of yeah. the leagues with all of these dudes. Um, yeah, it's been a lot of fun for me the last few years getting to know all of them. And uh, I'm sure you're finding the same thing. Um, Fantasy World, if you're looking for me on Twitter, at DaydreamingFF, on Sleeper, at Rockstar12, 2Ks, 2Rs. Um, yeah, 
just give me a shout out if you need any help with your drafts, you need help with some trade uh, advice, anything you're looking for, uh, I'm here. And keep uh, pounding. Keep pounding. So, Ben, thanks for being here tonight. Uh, Mars, thank you as well. Uh, shout out to all the listeners. We, uh, we appreciate you listening. We're going to do next week the wide receivers and tight ends, and that should lead us right into the draft. Um, after that, we're going to start doing some mock draft episodes, so we'll have those coming up uh, after the NFL draft, right when we start getting into some of the uh, dynasty rookie drafts. So that'll be something a little bit different for us. Um, maybe throw out a, a kind of a rankings episode right after the draft as to where we think the uh, players landing uh, are and how that kind of affects where we're looking at those players. And then uh, we'll be getting into the summer. So if you're looking for, uh, you know, some kind of a different league, the Harry Potter leagues that I help run that Ben's also in um, several of our guest hosts are in. Uh, we're looking for members to take over some of those teams. So if you're into Harry Potter and you want something a little bit different, um, shoot me uh, a, a DM in sleeper or hit me up on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, we do have a few spots left in those leagues to take over existing teams. Um, you can find me on sleeper at Solinator. You can find me on Twitter at the FFG degenerate. You can find us on Facebook at if you search for Daydreaming Degenerates Fantasy Football Podcast. Um, you can send us an email to the show at football at gmail.com. Our website is daydreamingdegenerates.com. And if you want to support the show for the giveaways that we have, things like that during the regular season, um, our Patreon link will be in the details for this episode. So appreciate you listening. Good luck and good night.